This anointed teaching by Apostle David Muluzi is brought to you by God's Tabernacle Christian Family Church. We hope you have an encounter with God as you listen to this message. I decree and God agrees. I am a soul winner. I am a contagious Christian. I positively influence and encourage everyone around me. I am a disciple maker. God's Tabernacle Christian Family Church influences Sadek. God's Tabernacle Christian Family Church fulfills a calling for this season. God's Tabernacle Christian Family Church has all the resources to meet the community's needs. We receive God's favor and man's favor. We have compassion and care for the needy. Constant prayer is our lifestyle. We bear much fruit. We are givers. We heartily worship God with our possession. Christ's redemptive purpose is accomplished in Sodek. We see a thousand churches established in our lifetime. Sadek, the Lord God is your God. You belong to God. I see in Jesus' name. Amen. Father, we thank you that even as we study your word tonight, that you minister to us by your spirit. Lord, I make it known to your children that I'm not trusting on my own human intellect, but I'm depending upon you, Spirit of God, to speak for the word with power and with anointing. And Lord, I promise to give you all the praise, the glory, and the honor for all that you will do and accomplish through your word this day. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Turn to somebody, tell them, I am the highly favored of the Lord. God bless you. Now, today we are continuing uh, with our series, uh, you know, where we are talking about, what are we talking about? Eh? Hold on to your faith. Now, last week, we saw that God changed uh, the, you know, what he changed what Abraham was looking at, and he said that, I want you to see this. This is the vision that I have. Now, God had to do that because if you don't have a changed mind, you will never ever be drawn to something different. You know, that you have to have a change mind. You have to see that vision. You have to see yourself that way. Uh, and when you, when you, uh, see yourself that way, you, you, you're able to work towards that. And so God had to now change Abraham. You know, the uh, change, um, you know, Abram's vision. And I said that, I want you to see this. And we said a lot uh, last, yesterday, yeah, I mean, last, last Sunday, you know, about uh, having the vision, the purpose of God. You know, and knowing this, that, yeah, this is what, what I need to be looking at. You know, 
have that in your heart. Let it be in your heart and say that. I want to, I see myself this way. You know, I see this about myself. Are you with me? Uh, that is very much important. Brainstorm within yourself that this is what I am thinking and, and I am visioning about myself. And this is what, you know, it's happening about myself. So, see yourself that way and you will be able to be drawn towards that. Now, the next thing that God had to help Abram with was that Abram changed his language. Because if you, if Abram did not change his language, it's going to affect uh, the vision that God gave him. Look, you can't see yourself doing well and being an overcomer and having a language of a defeated Christian. It does not work that way. I can't talk defeat and be thinking victory. That if I am thinking and I have a vision of victory, that must show in my talk, in my language, what I say. And now, God had to help Abraham and Sarah to have a good vision. And uh, if they did not have that good vision, even if their language was okay, but it won't have a base. Have you, you know, at times, I've seen people confessing, but, you know, confessing without really having faith in their heart. It's like they see themselves as favor, I mean, as uh, highly favored. They see themselves as... Uh, no, they see themselves as failures, but they talking, you know, that it is well with me. I am well, you know, and so forth. But while inside, they have internalized themselves as failures. So their confession will never work. It's just like when you see yourself sick, and you see yourself uh, dying, you, know, you see yourself uh, being on a wheelchair, you see yourself that way, even if when you say, by the stripes of Jesus I am healed, you know, your confession is without base. So that's why we had to talk about what we talked about last Sunday. You know, that you need to see yourself as healed first. Yeah. Then what follows is your language must now change. Are you with me? Yeah. So, uh, because you, you know, you can 
confess, but if you are, if your vision is negative, it's not going to work. But if your vision is positive, it's easier and it becomes natural to confess right. So let's look at Genesis chapter 17. Verse 1. When Abraham was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to Abraham and said to him, I am God Almighty. Walk before me and be blameless. That I may make my covenant between me and you and may multiply you greatly. Then Abraham fell on his face and God said to him, Behold, my covenant is with you and you shall be the father of a multitude of nations. No longer shall your name be Abram, but your name shall be Abraham. For I have made you the mother of a multitude of nations. So God says here, I have made you a father of multitude of nations. That no longer shall your name be Abraham. Now, what did Abraham mean? Abraham meant exalted father. That's what it is. So when you say Abraham, you're saying exalted father. But when you say Abraham, you're saying the father of multitude. Father of many nations. Now, literally, the word Abraham would literally mean the father of multitudes of descendants, which I find it to be more relevant and more specific, you know, right here. The father of multitude of descendants. So, meaning that God was saying to him that you shall not be an exalted father. I mean, he was called exalted father before he had the first child. Before even Ishmael was born. That was his name, exalted father. Yeah. But God wanted to change him and to also bring this understanding in him that you shall be the father of multitude of descendants. That, that's, that's who you are going to be. You're going to be the father of multitude of descendants. So, so God was now saying to him that from you, Abraham, many uh, uh, descendants will come. When we talk about descendants, we're talking about your biological, you know, children, offspring. Multitude of descendants, offspring from you. 
So God was saying to him that, that you, Abraham, you are going, and many children are going to come out of you. It might not, uh, uh, you might, we might not know, or Abraham might not know how is that going to happen, but God said that it is going to happen. You know, that many multitudes are going to come out of you. And so, the same thing about Sarai and Sarah. Yeah, that then God, you know, went down and uh, he said this about verse 17. Chapter 17, uh, okay, verse 15, 17, verse 15. And God said to Abraham, As for Sarai, your wife, you shall not call her name Sarai, but Sarah shall be her name. I will bless her, and moreover, I will give you a son by her. I will bless her, and she shall become nations. She shall become nations. Yeah. Eh? Did you hear that? She shall become nations. Kings of people will come from her. Then Abraham fell on his face and laughed and said to him, Shall a child be born to a man who is 100 years old? Shall Sarah, who is 99 years old, bear a child? And Abraham said to God, Oh, that Ishmael might live before you. And God said, No, but Sarah, your wife, shall bear you a son, and you shall call his name Isaac. I will establish my covenant with him as an everlasting covenant for his offspring after him. So God is prophesying here about Isaac before Isaac was born. And then he said, this is what I am going to do about Isaac. That he says, I will establish my covenant with him, with Isaac, who was not yet born. And he says, my covenant will be an everlasting covenant for his, for Isaac's offspring after him. Yeah. So, Sarah literally means the same thing as Abraham, but mother here, a mother of many nations. But in this sense, mother of multitude of descendants. So, meaning that from him, there will be many descendants that come. Sarah only gave birth to Isaac, right? You know, but the promise says that multitude of descendants. So, uh, Isaac gave birth to uh, Esau and Jacob, right? Yeah. And uh, so Isaiah and Jacob, were they descendants of Sarah? They were. And then Jacob gave birth to eh? gave birth to 12. Who was 12? 
Oh, I'm telling you. <laughs> Let me not go there. Yeah, gave back to 12, uh, uh, you know, children, right? Sons. And then they gave birth to a lot of children. So those 12 and their children, were they part of Sarah's descendants? They were. They were part of Abraham's descendants? Yes. So did the word of God come to pass? It came to pass. Was it important for God to change their names? Now, the question that now we need to ask is, why did he change their names? Because he was changing their language. He was making them to be specific. Making them to be specific in a sense that you are going to be a father of many descendants. And you're going to be the mother of many descendants. That many children will come from you. Uh, from uh, your line, your lineage. Yeah. There will be many children. So, now, Abraham, Abraham and Sarah had to confess and their confession was to line up with what God promised them. Remember the vision. Uh, God said to Abraham, Abraham said to God that, oh, Eliezer is going to inherit everything that I've got. And God said that Eliezer shall not inherit, but your children shall inherit. And then what did God do? He took him outside. You know, or rather, he, he showed him the stars. He says that, can you count the stars of heaven? Yeah. He says, that's how many children you will, you will have. So the vision that God gave was that you're going to have many descendants. Yeah. And now, God was making him to align his language with that vision. You see, the language was exactly as the vision that he showed him. So your language must align with the vision that you have. So this is how it works. You, you first see it. You first conceive it. Yeah. Then you talk according to the language, according to the vision, according to what you conceived. I tell you, if you can't have it in your spirit, it will never change your language. So, if you say it without conceiving it in your spirit, is your language is going to be superficial. Superficial meaning is just on top. It does not have substance. But when your language has substance, even when things are contrary, you are settled. You are 
it is settled in your heart that this is what, why? Because you have already seen it. You have conceived it. Yeah. You see, when, when, uh, when a woman has conceived, is she, is she trying to, will she be going out trying to convince you that, you know, uh, I have conceived. She knows that she has conceived. Yeah. And she's not trying to confess, you know, I believe, you know, I have conceived. I believe. When she has conceived, she has conceived. She knows it. How do I know? I don't know. But that's what they are saying. They are speaking the language. They know, you know, something has happened. Are you with me? And so, also spiritually, that is the same thing. We conceive it. We conceive it in our spirit. You know, you conceive it. And when you conceive it, you say it. Even when people ridicule you for saying it, you don't worry because you have conceived it. When God wanted Moses to build tabernacle and all the utensils and everything. What did he do? He took him to the mountain for 40 days, 40 nights without food and so forth. And then he showed him what he wanted Moses to build from heaven. And that is why when he said to Moses, he says, you need to do it as I showed you. Eh? According to you know, uh, what I showed you in heaven. So God had to bring the vision to Moses so that Moses can conceive it. He saw it. So this is how the tabernacle needs to be. You know, this, this uh, is how the items, you know, should be. And he saw all of that. And so, he, he built it. He did it because he conceived it. And he knew that this is what God is going to do. He was speaking the language because he had conceived it. And so God showed Abraham uh, that this is what you need to see. He said to him that, uh, look at the stars. And then later on he told him, Look at the sand. Can you count the sea, uh, the sand particles? Yeah. So during the day, when there is, there are no stars, you would see the sand. At night, when it's dark and he can't see the sand, he will see the stars. So the vision was before him day and night. And now God is saying, now that you are seeing the vision. You need now to start to talk the language. That I am the father of many descendants. And she would be saying, I am the mother of many descendants. So both of them, they would be saying it. 
you know, that I am a father, I am the mother of many descendants. And so when he calls out her name, he would be say, hey, mother of many descendants. Can you bring me some tea? And then the mother of many descendants and say, yes, father of many descendants, give me a minute. Or maybe she would say like they normally say, it won't be a minute. Eh? Have, you know, when you're waiting for your wife uh, to finish, eh? when you're waiting for your wife to finish, you say, you know, mama husband bad. You know, let's go. And she will say, you know, I won't be a minute. So that I won't be a minute is literal. It's true. You know, it's very true. Yeah, I know. It's very true. I won't be a minute. And she won't be a minute. <laughs> she might be, you know, 10 minutes or 15 minutes, but it don't be a minute. <laughs> I don't know if Sarah was saying, I won't be a minute, uh, father of many nations. But, you see, they were, they, uh, God was forcing them to say the vision. So, it's not only about seeing it, but it's about speaking it into existence. By declaring it, you know, saying it. And that we're going to do this. You know, we're going to do that. You know, this is going to happen. And this is what, uh, you know, has happened. So, when you are sick in your body, what vision do you have? Do you see yourself getting worse? You know, or do you see yourself healed? And so, when you see yourself healed, then, you see, you must conceive that. See yourself running around, you know, see yourself healed without pain, you know, and all of that. When you have conceived it in your spirit, you say, you know, that I am the healed of the Lord. So, you are adding to what to the vision that God has given you. Hallelujah. Romans chapter 4. Let's quickly look at that. About Abraham. Verse 17, as it is written, I have made you the father of many nations. In the presence of God in whom he believed, I have made you what? The father of many nations. I have made you the father of many descendants. That's why I've called your name Abraham. So in the presence of God, whom he believed, who gives life to the dead 
and calls into existence the things that do not exist. Remember uh, what we read when God said that, uh, Abraham, your wife shall no longer be called Sarai, but she shall be Sarah. What did Abraham say? He said that, can an old man like me, at 100 years old, give birth to a child? Did he say that? He said it. We read it, right? Yeah. So at that time, do you think that he was fully believing? No. He had, show, he had seen a vision, but he had not as yet believed fully. So, he says, whom he believed. Abraham believed. He believes God who gives life to the dead and calls into existence the things that do not exist. So, sometimes before Isaac was born, he must have changed and agreed with the vision that God gave. So, what happens? God showed him a vision. But it was up to Abraham to receive that vision and to embrace it. So, before he could embrace it, that vision will just remain a vision. And so, uh, when now God got him to confess, I am the father of many descendants, God was getting him that Abraham should stretch out to the vision, grab the vision, embrace it. Are you with me? Yeah. And so, so let, let, let me say this, that like I say, without a vision, your confession will be an empty. Why? Because your confession is not holding on to anything to grab. If there is no vision, your confession does not, is not reaching out to anything. It's just hanging loose. But when there is a vision, you see yourself that way. Your confession is grabbing that vision and is bringing it to you. Are you with me? So that's why there must be a vision. A vision, it's like a dream. It's like hope. The Bible says that faith is the substance of things hoped for. There must be hope. Without hope, faith cannot work. Hope is saying, it's like a dream. Eh? It's, it's, it's there. It's a picture that is there. You know, so hope is important. If, if you don't have hope, you won't see yourself well. You won't see yourself succeeding. You won't see yourself healthy. You won't see a bright future. There, there is no hope. Are you, are you with me? Yeah. So there must be hope. There must be that vision that I want to see this first. Yeah. Now, faith brings that. It, it, it grabs on. Faith, yes, faith. It goes to that and it grabs it. And makes it happen. Is the substance of things hopeful. Are you with me? And so, uh, 
So God had to give Abraham hope first that this is what I am saying about you. And now, when he changed his name, he was saying now, I want you now to reach out to this thing, these many stars, these particles, many particles of sand. I want you to reach them and see it in yourself that you are a father. You're putting yourself in. You're no longer seeing particles of sand only or stars only, but you're putting yourself in it. Yeah, you're putting yourself in the picture. It's like, uh, I told you about going to the car and take a picture and so forth. So when you, you, you're dreaming of that car, so is that car, you know, that you have downloaded from internet, you know, is there, that's hope. Yeah. But faith is you now going inside that car and seeing yourself driving that car. That is faith. And that's exactly what God was doing with Abraham. And so he believed, you know, at one stage before Isaac was born, he believed that God is able to give life to, to the dead. I mean, he knew, he said that, can a child be born out of this dead man, out of this dead, you know, uh, womb? You know, is it possible? So at that time, he was seeing just dead, dead, everything dead, dead, dead. But as he spoke, as he confessed, now he then began, began to see himself in the picture. You know, and then that is what the Bible is talking about, that he believed that God, you know, just like we read this morning about Job who said that, you know, God, you can do all things. No purpose of yours can be thwarted. So now, it's like Abraham was now saying that, eh, God, probably you can do that. You can give life to the dead. And God, you cause those things into existence that, that do not exist. Eh? That you call them into existence. So he was now beginning. I mean, he was not the father of descendants yet. But God was saying, you will be calling yourself a father of many uh, descendants. So he was calling things that do not exist into existence. And so in the process, in hope, in hope, eh? hope is important. In hope, he believed against hope. So what is this saying? He's saying that in hope, he saw a picture, you know. And then the other picture of him, Eliezer, uh, you know, inheriting because they are old, they can't have children. That's, that's a picture of against hope. It's a negative picture, you know. But he believed in hope, he believed against hope that he should become the father of many nations. At as he had been told, so shall your offspring be. And the more he confessed, he spoke that, 
19. He did not weaken in faith when he considered his own body. So before, when God came to him at age 99 and said that you shall be the father of many descendants, he looked at his own body. Amen? And then he was weakened in faith. How can, how can it be? Because he looked at his own body. How can it be? Yeah. But as he confessed, you know, he began to hold on to that picture that God had given him. Yeah. So he did not weaken in faith when he considered his own body, which was as good as dead, since he was about 100 years old. So at 75, it's not about 100 years old. At about 80-something, it's not about 100 years But at 99, it's about. So do you see here uh, what, where in the whole uh, 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 life's yeah, 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 Abraham, where are we referring to? Where he began to change? When he began to align his language to the vision that God gave him. So, Or when he considered the barrenness of Sarah's womb, he did not waken in faith. No unbelief made him waver concerning the promise of God. But he grew strong in his faith. Gr growing means that it starts small. Eh? It's growing, it's growing. So he grew strong in his faith as he gave glory to God. You know? And then ultimately, verse 21 Fully convinced. He came to a point whereby he now became fully convinced that God was able to do what he had promised. Okay. So he came to a point whereby he was fully convinced. Yeah. And so, you, you must grasp a vision. See what God is, uh, is saying about you. See yourself healed, strong, healthy. See yourself, you know, successful, your business doing well. You know, see yourself, your descendants loving God, your children loving God. You know, see, uh, you know, that picture, you having great family. Amen. You know, you see that picture, uh, that, uh, your husband loving you, your wife loving you, you know, having a peaceful uh, uh, family life, you know, doing well. You see that, you know, and you now begin to talk according to the vision that you see. Now, children of God, that is why it is important that whatever confession you make, you must have a scripture that you are basing on. Because that scripture is your picture. It's your picture. Yeah. <clears throat> so without the scripture, 
you don't have a picture. It's like empty words. Wishful thinking or wishful saying. So, you must have a scripture that you are standing on. Whatever you're trusting God, you know, you say, God, your words say so. Yeah. And what happens? Just like, I mean, twice God came to Abraham and said that, look at the stars. Twice. You know, for the second time, he added, look at the sun. Right? Yeah. So God was then saying to Abraham that, Abraham, you need to keep on looking at the vision. Also, when there is doubt, you look at the vision. So our vision is the word of God. Yeah. So you keep on looking at the word of God. It's a beautiful picture. You, you, you read it, read it to yourself. When you are in doubt, take that scripture, read it to yourself. God, your word says, you will give me the desires of your heart. Meditate on it. Think about it. You will give me the desires of your heart. This is God. God, this is what you are saying. Oh, you know, God, your word says, uh, that Christ has become my wisdom. That I have the mind of Christ. You meditate on it. I have the mind of Christ. You see, that's why God said to Joshua, He said that this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall do what? Meditate. Why did he has to meditate? He had to meditate. It's so that he should keep the picture in here. Pick, look at the picture. Meditate on it day and night. Just like Abraham had to look at, you know, during the day the sun, during the night the stars, day and night, meditating on the vision. You know, God was saying to Joshua, meditate on the way day and night. It says, that it shall not depart from what? Your mouth. You shall say it. Yeah. And then you meditate on it day and night. You meditate on it day and night. And he says that so that you will make your way prosperous. And you shall have a good success. It's like God is giving a stamp of guarantee. That this is guarantee. If you do this, this is guarantee. You will be prosperous. You will be successful. If you do this, God was saying like, there is no way that you will fail if you do this. And you know, that's why if ever there is anything that the devil will fight you, he will fight the way that you should never take the way. You should never meditate on the way. You should never think about the word of God. Get the word. Take it. Embrace it. Think about it day and night. Think about it. During the day, you know, be thinking about the word. At night, be thinking about the word. Amen? 
You know, you meditate on the word. God, your word says so. I believe it. And then if it's very difficult, your thoughts are running wild. Take it, read it to yourself. Read it to yourself. You're forcing your mind to look at the way. You know, you 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 read it. You're saying, this is what the word says. You read it. Read that scripture. You just take, uh, chew what you can, eh, king, bite what you can chew. Right? Always remember, bite what you can chew. So what does that mean? That means, you know, for you to rattle with thousands of scriptures, it's less effective than taking one or two scriptures and meditate on them. That is powerful. That is powerful. You don't have to, you know, rattle thousands of scriptures. Just take the scripture, one scripture, meditate on it, dwell on it. Yeah. On that particular uh, issue that you're trusting God for. So the reason why we are doing uh, uh, scriptures on Fridays, right? Those confessions, those scriptures. It's to give you a lot of ammunition. Yeah. And uh, what happens is that in your specific situation, you know, out of so many scriptures that we are confessing, you can take one and say this. I mean, God is so good by His Spirit. He will direct you maybe to one scripture. And that will be a rima, a rima to you, a specific word for that particular situation. You take it. And you use it. You stand on it. Your faith will grow much bigger, much stronger by taking one scripture and meditating on it than to memorize a lot of scriptures, you know. And, uh, and then I've seen that's why many people are in fear because they don't have a scripture that they're standing. They might be saying a lot of you know, scriptures, but they don't have a scripture that they are, like, resting on it. So, you can take the first one scripture as the first scripture. You meditate on it. It dwells, it comes in, in your spirit. Then you can add on another scripture. Then you add on, you bite what you can chew. So, it's, it's better. Now, when, when I say you take one scripture instead of you rattling a lot of scriptures, I am not in any way discouraging you to memorize or to know a number of scriptures. Right? But what I am saying, what I am emphasizing here is that the scripture that you memorize, meditate on it. Meditate on it. Think about it. Let it be there and settle in your heart. You see, that, that is what brings faith. When you say it, you are saying it out of faith, not out of fear. See, like 
when you're driving, yeah, and then a stray dog comes in. Yeah. my way. Yeah. Yeah. Or in the name of Jesus, or something like that. You're saying it out of fear. Yeah. And such people, what causing an accident? You're, you're saying it out of fear, not out of faith. Rather have a scripture that will give you faith. You stay in faith. You meditate uh, the way. You, you speak you know, the way. So, so what happens now? You med- you med- if you have a number of scriptures Rather, you know, be slow. Eh? Oscar Jahela, Ofeza. I've done my duties. No. You haven't started. It's a journey. Rather, be slow. Take it and understand it. Just like when you read a book, eh? You can take one book in an hour's time, you have gone through, you have just run through it, but you have not really gotten understanding. And, you know, uh, I think the people that have studied will tell you that that's one thing study will do. It will help you to get understanding. That is if you have really studied. Yeah, it will help you to understand. And then, you know, when you read a lot, you get, it, it becomes more easier and better for you to get understanding. Not when you watch TV. There's no understanding. Yeah. But when you, you get in, into it, yeah, I mean, I've worked with a lot of mentors and so forth in my studies, and then I would look at them. They would take sentence by sentence. They want to understand what are you saying. And so that is why when there is a narrative on TV, you pick it up quickly. You pick it up quickly because you have, you have understanding. I'll give you maybe the recent one. There is a case now of a worker that was dismissed, you know, and the narrative says because he refused to vaccinate. Right? But when you look at the judgment, it is not the reason why he was dismissed. Because you cannot be dismissed because of anal vaccination. That's not the reason why. So now the narrative that is pushed you see, without understanding, oh, you know, uh, the, because it's a narrative that is being pushed. But when you look at the judgment, it is not saying that. And that is why that person has taken it on appeal. Da, 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 da. <laughs> so, so what I'm simply saying, I'm saying this that you know, there is understanding. Yeah. That when you talk, what are you saying? I want to understand you. What are you saying? 
Why are you saying this? Understanding. And so, that is how now we need to read the word with understanding. And you need to understand what you're saying. Yeah. What you are confessing, you need to understand. And you know, uh, when you now dwell in the word, and you dwell on the scripture, you apply understanding. What is God saying? You know, you meditate on it day and night. You meditate on that scripture. You meditate on that scripture. You meditate on that scripture. You get understanding. Hallelujah. Yeah, that's why I, I, I love to, uh, to also watch the programs that court cases. Yeah. Like, uh, Judge Judy or, you know, others and so forth. Oh, I love, I love watching that because, yeah, it helps you. Yeah, she's so wise. I mean, there is this, <laughs> there is this case, you know, whereby a boy, uh, okay, is it the plaintiff? Uh, the person who is bringing uh, the case. So he says, so and so, uh, something like they scratch my my car and so forth. And then, uh, so they're giving the story, and come come get the defendants, right? Yeah, and then they're defending like, and so there is the the defendant utilelemwana wakaho yemimo, and then this person lenona lemwana bulela you know the boys were doing this and this and that, you know, and then uh, just Judy. Just stand out of that. And he said, and then what are those boys' names? Yeah. And he just says, Kibo so and so. So in that is admitting, oh yes, this happened. <laughs> I said, well, this was classic. You know, for me, that was classic. <laughs> yeah. And then also to get, you know, you grab, when he's lying, you just grab him. Because you have understanding. So now, also when we get into the weight, you look at understanding. You get to understand the weight. It's not issue, oh, hallelujah, praise the Lord, you know, and so forth, without understanding. Get understanding. What is the word says? God says, uh, you know, God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power and how he went about doing good, healing all those who were oppressed by the devil for God was with him. You're reading it with understanding. God, you anointed Jesus and Jesus went about doing good. So in other words, what he was doing was good. And what was that good that he was doing? He was healing 
all those who were oppressed by the devil. Okay, oppression comes from the devil. And the good is Jesus was healing the oppressed. You see, you, you are reading it with understanding. Are you with me? You know, and he went about doing uh, healing all those who were oppressed by the devil. Why? Because God was with him. You have read it with understanding. And you meditate on it. And when you meditate on it, I'm telling you that even when you say it, it is out of faith. It is not out of fear. It is out of faith. You have that picture. You're holding on to that picture. And you're saying it. You know, the picture. And it comes to pass. So, we need to to speak the word, not out of fear, but out of faith. We give you a lot of scriptures to confess. You know, you say that. You say that. You say that. I look at, uh, for instance, the book here, Apostle Theo, you know, on whatever, uh, healing or, you know, uh, destiny, and so forth. If you, took, if you look at those, I mean, he takes one portion of scriptures, he dwells on it. From all angles. Yeah. And so it's not like thousands of scriptures that are there. And then they're just repeating, but from a different angle. And that's what I'm talking about here. It's not all, you just take thousands of, but you take the word, you know. In other words, one scripture, you can confess it different, three different times, types. One scripture, but it's the same scripture. Was level lakamo, was level lakamo, was level lakamo, you know, and then was level lakamo, or was level lakamo, or was level lakamo. Yeah. <laughs> the same scripture. Yeah. Yeah. So turn upside down. And I'm telling you that you then get understanding of that scripture. You really do. So what I'm talking to you today, it's something that God said to Joshua, you will make your way prosperous and you will have good success. You cannot fail. Does not matter your background. Does not matter your environment. It does not matter who's opposing you. It will always work. It will always succeed. It will. Hallelujah. So we need to take the word. We need to confess it. We need to declare what God says. Say it. Confess it. You know, speak it. Speak it. And when you're speaking it, you are envisioning, you know, what it says. You have looked at it. You have meditated on it. So, don't just confess the word because it's Friday and it's a prayer meeting and then we're saying confess. 
and you think that it will work. It won't. It must be. On Friday, we are just helping you and reminding you that this is your daily bread. You need to be doing this daily. It's your lifestyle. You take a scripture. You're out of whatever scripture that we have, you just take one verse. You meditate on it. I'm telling you, you just take one verse for the whole week. You meditate on it. You say it. You think about it. You meditate on it. It has more result. It will produce more result. It is more efficacious. If. It will bring results. It's effective. Yeah. When you do that. Amen? So we need to be doing that. Hallelujah. Say this, Father God, I thank you for helping me to get understanding in the word. And my confession would be a confession of understanding as I meditate on the weight. As I say what you say in the way, I say it with understanding. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining us during this episode. Join us next time, even as we continue to learn and grow with Apostle David Muluzi. Also, visit our website for more at cfcpolokwane.com. God richly bless you.